Blaze listeners, um, today we're going to do something a little different, uh, a little away from the norm. I usually do a lot of news, politics. I do a lot with um, society, but I want to try to get into doing more interviews and interviewing people who are, I would consider maybe, I don't know, um, professionals in the field as in they know exactly what they're doing. They're a little unique and or have really unique insights into a, a particular topic. And today he's been on the show before. I have my brother Manuel Fonts, who has a few podcasts. Uh, his flagship, the most notable at the moment, will be the Stretch Goose Podcast, and I encourage all of you to listen to that. It is Stretch Goose Podcast. Stretch Goose, spelled as one word, and you can hear that pretty much everywhere. Honestly, uh, was tracking what was it? I believe top one hundred on Good Pods for a while. And is currently only 30 downloads away from 3,000. And I got to say that's a little bit skewed because I've been doing it for quite a while and has basically tweaked and rebooted the show many times. So those numbers are a bit skewed, but ever since he decided to settle on a format and say, you know, I'm just going to fucking go for this, uh, it's been tracking, it's getting results. So we're going to pick Manuel's brain a bit on the podcasting world. Uh, since every one of you are listening to this podcast, you obviously have some interest in it. And it is a very, very large medium today, especially when it comes to information. Very few people are watching the news as they used to, and they're getting a lot of their information from actual direct interviews from reputable sources. So with that being said, let's welcome Manuel Fonts to the World of Blaze podcast. Hello again. Hello. Hello again. I feel I'm, like I just saw you. I know, because I had, I had you for an hour and 40 minutes on the other one. Right. It was, it was about a week or not even a week. Shit. Yeah. Not that long ago. Um, no. and, and you're right. Those, those numbers are skewed because I, I do have three or four different versions. Uh, the, those, a lot of those downloads aren't recorded because I switched platforms or, you know, switched different, different um, host, hosting platforms is what you call it. There you go. So, I mean, I'm sure those numbers are a little higher, but, the last year of actual seriousness is where the, those 2,000 downloads come from, though, out of the 2970 that I currently am on. So that's that. For, I mean, for whatever that's worth, anyway. Right. So let's, let's dive. I want to dive in. I don't think we talked too much about this. Let's dive into the podcasting world as far as you're concerned. Let's tell everybody, when exactly did you get started? 2016 officially 16 and, and was it stretch goose back then or what were you doing it was stretch goose podcast and then a month into that i decided to do another one based off of my rants so it became complaints and grievances and then i released stretch goose sports and then i did stretch goose reviews everything so that was about all oh, within 2016 2017 well, or five of those things were uh was each one of those on a different podcasting hosting site uh all of them were 
I want to. I think it was all on all on Podbean. I think I had one on Anchor, and then I ported it back to Podbean. Okay. So I've never really gone past those two platforms, really. But each time, did you relaunch the show itself? The only show that's still moving is Stretch Goose. The other ones basically were killed. So they were they were labeled as like Stretch Goose Sports, Stretch, stretch Goose. Because okay. I, I had this weird vision of making a Stretch Goose enterprise. So it was like everything that was under the banner. So I was thinking Stretch Goose Sports, Stretch Goose. The regular Stretch Goose reviews everything, Stretch Goose complaints and grievances it was it was going to be a whole thing and then i was going to i was really thinking about a network and then adding people to it adding other talent to it but then i learned pretty quickly within that first year it's about building one before you build the others and then you swing the bat a few times on how you want to do it now what what formula works for you essentially right so. i I mean, I'm obviously way newer to this, and uh, my first experiences were actually on your show. So I, the thing I found, and, and something you brought up, was, was uh, something that needs to be said more. I, I, I see a lot of podcasters. I mean, look, it's, it's almost become an oversaturated medium, but I find that most people, they, they crash and burn really quick because they don't have the patience to, to, to stick to putting out a quality product or even trying to be consistent. And for some of us, it's hard. You know, we have full-time jobs. I know you do. I have full-time company and job. Um, many other people have full-time jobs and they do all this on the side. What, what if, what have you, what, what do you have to say in terms of how do you, how do you keep motivated and, and, and how, what, what should other people do to stay motivated on track? Because I found that even with any business, like we can call this a business if you want to, it's really our hobby, but it could be a business. But well, you, you do have to treat it as a business right. in well, some sense. What I was going to say is it's really about longevity, right? Like you got to be consistent and you got to have product out there for people to basically consume. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say to people and how they get over that hurdle? Well, the, the consistency is really what... I'll say like... All right, I'll say it like this. If you really want to do it, you'll do it. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that flirt with the idea and flirt with the the, uh, the possibility of some mythical fame that might come from this, but this has to be one of those passion projects that you have to like, you have to really want to do it. That's is how, the best way I can say to say that. And it's in, a lot of people will come into this thinking about instant fame and then they find out that no one gives a shit about their three episodes and then they start to go into the tank because then it gets in their head. And so this is a grind. This is something that you have to want to be a part of. And it has to be that passion for, you have to have that burning desire to actually want to sit here. And if you're by yourself, you are the editor, you are the engineer, you are the voice, you are the writer. So you have to really be locked in to producing that. And like I said, a lot of people aren't, don't have that patience like you're saying and the motivational side of it is is just is just that satisfaction of putting something out completing something getting it on get it, <clears throat> getting it out into the world you say in the end that um you have to decide that you're doing this or realize you're doing this because you're doing it for yourself it is for first, yourself right yeah i think you're right some people lose 
lose sight of it and they do want the instant fame, the instant fortune that might come with podcasting or any kind of art form, but they're, they're not understanding that it's, it's really something that is done because it's in you and you want to do it. I, I agree with you. A lot of people jump on the bandwagon of podcasting thinking they're just going to be an instant, you know, an instant celebrity. An instant hit. Yeah. It's like even, it's like if you're a band too, you know, you play your clubs, you got to put the grind in. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. If you don't, if you don't do that, you don't expect to walk out there with a hit single on day one. No. And, and even in bands, I mean, just, just even one hit single doesn't guarantee you longevity and success. I mean, you have to, you have to build your catalog. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I was kind of asking, you know, how you felt about things and, and how you would uh, motivate others. I mean, you just said how you, what, what someone should do, but you know, dropping out early is not, not the way to go. Correct. It's, it's putting out content. Now, are you finding not, not, not just putting out content though? What about consistency? I mean, what is, let me back up actually. What is more valuable having a thousand shows? I mean, episodes, for example, or being consistent in how you deliver that content? You have to be, it has to be the, it doesn't, it's not, it's not about the quantity. It is always about the, the quality of the content. So you, you have to, it, you, even if you release once a week, that's fine. You know, whatever you are able to do, but that thing has to be 100% nailed, locked in, finished, because people aren't going to listen to your, you know, bullshit if it, if it has no realism to it or if it has no, um, like it's poor, poorly written, I guess, like a story of sorts. So if you write like shit, especially I can say, I know I, I have a hard time answering this very question because it's like, you're just trying to grab the right words. Yeah, Cause I mean, I mean, you could, you can put out a thousand episodes and five of them, you know, are okay. Is this the word you're reaching for? Substance? The, why you see you, he's the thesaurus, he's that thesaurus people. No, I not really. Like, I, I, well, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I feel that's what you're trying to get. As like, yeah, there's I mean, too many people that put shows out just because they want to put it out and they want to put a thousand episodes out, but the actual substance and everything that goes I into mean, it in, is very poor quality. Well, and in, in, yeah, and in truth, you're you really only, you think you're competing against everybody, but you're really only competing as yourself. I so, actually, I, I, I'm happy you said that because, you know, that's a really good point. Uh, I think people do do get in their head they're competing, but yeah, you're not going to win the Joe Rogan battle. <laughs> no, you know <laughs> that everybody thinks that. Oh well, and I say everybody because I've I've joined the social medias, which is something I fucking never do, and I've been on it for less than six months, and it ain't hard to get 140 followers in six months just by playing with the algorithm so there's the, that's like a cheap way of getting ahead but then when you read the stories of a lot of these podcasters that are on there trying to pump their shit they when they write down in their bio who they are they compare their podcast to a famous person you're already setting the bar of failure right you, know, you just got you, your your podcast does not have the budget your podcast doesn't have the ability you know and joe rogan has a hundred million dollar deal Every time he turns that thing on, it's at least nine to ten million are listening that week. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're never going to hit that number unless you put the real work in. You know, so that's just that's the best way I can. I mean, yeah. No, agreed. Um, everybody has delusions of grandeur. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're competing. You you your only competition is you. And that's about you know you have to. You have. I mean, you have to beat what. You have to beat what you did last week. Is kind of a better way of saying it. So it's about. It's almost a lesson in self improvement. Yeah. Right. And and teaching yourself that you can actually complete something, and then once you do that, you feel satisfied and you want more of that. Um, is there something to be said about? being able to, I mean, with this medium, I find you can actually say more than you usually can when you're talking to a group of people out in the world, for example, you know, like you're out with your buddies, usually some conversations and some things that you really want to say, you almost want to hold back. And I find that with the podcasting, you can let loose a bit because it's just you and the microphone, right? There's no one there to slap you. Oh, well, there's that and there, and there's, and there's, I don't think there's any, any inhibitions in terms of, oh, I should hold back because I don't want to offend this person or I don't want to get in this long, drawn-out argument over something that I didn't intend to make an argument. I just want to get my point across. And in the podcasting, it seems that that's out the window. So I mean, especially when you're doing the solo thing, right? It's just you, the microphone, yeah. and then you can release it out into the ether, as they say. And if people listen, great. But there is a buffer of, you know, if someone disagrees with you they want to call you an idiot or whatever they want to do. They can't yell in your face. Um, now, is that a good thing? I mean, what, I guess what I'm trying to do you do you find that that might overinflate some people's egos because they don't always get that check? Yeah, good. You know, it, like that, like you said, like that slap in the face. Podcasting takes away your fear. Yeah, and sometimes that's bad because I've heard a lot of shows where these guys just say shit to say shit. Nothing. There's no substance nothing's backing it up it's just straight attacking for an hour and then they'll get like some feedback but it's like they don't really have to read the negativity they can just go right back to calling that guy names but then again the audience wins out because they stop listening so i guess there's a give and take on that yeah there's always a chance of losing the audience um so what what do you think someone should do to keep their ego in check when it comes to the podcasting world because I think you're absolutely right. I, I've heard a lot of podcasts. Now, listen, I listen to the big ones like you do. Everybody does, right? And we can, if, if you, what you should be doing outside of, you know, getting entertained and whatever satisfaction you get from, let's say, listening to a Joe Rogan or, you know, whatever you listen to, um, you should also be paying attention to what makes them better and taking notes and trying to improve yourself. But, for those people who tend to lose sight, as you said, they don't have fear anymore because there's no one there to oppose them, yeah. right? And then their egos get overinflated, which leads to a bad product or a very toxic product. So what can you say someone should do in this podcast arena that keeps their ego in check? Honestly, I have no... I, I, that's a question that, that's very hard to answer. Is that just a matter of someone's personality? Yeah, I mean, if, if they're a dick, they're going to stay a dick with no one in front of them. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Really, the question of keeping people in check. I mean, I'm over here on the West Coast, and some dude in China calls me an asshole. What am I? Gonna, I mean, I'm still going to be the asshole. He's not going to stop me. Oh, fair you're enough. never going to. That, that no one's going to stay in check on that. It's it's not possible. You know, and the only thing that's going to check them is the audience. If they don't like it, they won't listen. They won't get the feedback. They won't get the downloads. They won't get the likes, subscribes. 
and then eventually they'll run out of motivation. It's the same thing when you're watching TV and shit. You know, there's no ratings, no show. True. You know, but... Especially for those who are egotistical, they're absolutely... I mean, I, here, here's the best egotistical show that got canceled, maybe because of the strike, but when all the late night guys went on and did a podcast together, the, the Fast Force 5, whatever the fuck that was. I honestly, I honestly don't even recall that. Well, they had the writer's strike, and on the late night hosts, I thought were comedians that write jokes, but I guess they don't. They have writers that do the jokes. So they didn't have anything, so there was a work stoppage. So they put out a podcast. All five of them were on there. Strike Force Five on Spotify. I never knew. It's a pile, and it it sucks because you get you you realize how how much talent they don't have. Okay. So it lasted, I think, five episodes. Nobody listened to that shit, and it just went away. And these are famous comedians. So I mean, the audience will always win. So is this an example? It's of just your an ego getting yes, in the way because of the product. Here you have. People that have late night shows and they have big egos, they talk a lot of shit and they're like, oh, my name will get people to listen to this strike force, whatever the fuck. And nobody did. So, I mean, the audience will always win. And that's something you got to keep in mind when you're doing this is the audience is going to, uh, you know, they're going to win. You know, if they like it, they'll hear it. If they hate it, they won't. And it's up to you to, to put, you know, so like when you kind of go off a little bit, I guess, but so when you put out an episode and you get some feedback about a particular part in a good way, take that part and make that part of the next episode. And then if you get another good thing, take that part of that episode. Now you got two good things running in one episode and you just keep building on that. And anything that's negative, you try to not include. And it's kind of the audience shaping what, shaping your show i guess well that uh, you know that's the thing and, and at what point does your show become just what your audience wants you to do and then you you become basically you become a, a, a slave to the audience right but sometimes i found i found throughout the journey obviously there's a episode right now for this run for the life of me i don't know why it has almost 500 downloads you know all i did it, it but I, I just talked about um, fucking uh, debit cards getting stolen in California, and I guess that that's either that's a big thing, or was the title or what? But that seems to be a very positive episode. Like there are some episodes you're just like I don't know what the fuck it is, but apparently you like that. You know, right. I mean, so I'll get past this ego thing, but I, I understand. I, well, see, I know this is this. I mean, I don't know. It's just my opinions mm-hmm. aren't. Well, I'm asking you. You're here. I know. I'm I'm just, we, we want to hear your views on this. You're you're the guest here, but what I meant by getting past the ego thing is, I believe we we addressed it, and and I'm agreeing here with everything you're saying. It's it's kind of hard to keep the ego in check when you have no one there to check you, especially when you're doing a solo podcast. I also think that most people that have these egos are also very much narcissistic, and you know they just want to hear themselves. They want to feel like they're above everybody and also they know more than everybody so maybe just not just checking your ego it'd be more about you know maybe you also just have to stay an open-minded individual not just be closed off to just you know what you know in your own bubble get out of your get out of your bubble and maybe do some more reading and research and you know look for opposing viewpoints 
Do you think a lot of people are afraid to do that because they don't want to be challenged or sound bad or make a mistake? Well, yeah, they don't want to have... A lot of them don't want guests with them because they don't want to... A lot of them don't want to be challenged. Now, to that knowledge, point, knowledge wins out too. So if you don't know anything, you're going to sound dumb. You'll end up losing. Yeah, yeah so very true. You, the only way to get better is to is to educate yourself in whatever. Like if your podcast is about bicycles, you better know every goddamn thing about a bicycle. Basically, kind of what I'm saying. So that and not be afraid to admit your wrongs and mistakes. I believe, and that's another thing too. None of them want to be wrong. And there's no progress there. Well, let's let's flip let's flip this. <laughs> Let's get this away from the host side of it, because let's say, let's say you're genuinely trying to be a good podcaster, which most of us, I think the majority of us want to be, and you're not trying to be egotistical, you're trying to learn, you're trying to be objective, and, and you're really going out of your way to find opposing viewpoints and hopefully learn and grow, but what about those guests who want to cherry pick and only want to go on shows that are... I mean, everybody wants to be seen in a good light, and, and I don't think anyone's here to make a guest look bad, but they're really all about, I don't know if it's a fit because X, Y, Z. And a lot of times, what I'm finding is, is it comes down to maybe your political views, um, whatever your view is on a certain topic. Let's just, I'm not saying this is what we're talking about, but let's just say abortion just because it's such a hot topic everyone has. It's either, you know, it's either one way or the other, right? It's not too much in between on that one. Right. They're still afraid to be challenged and be on the show, but I think that's a mistake because if you if you are a guest who's trying to build your career on being um, on being someone who's 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 considered an expert in a field, right? I mean, they're they're trying to use a platform to build their name. Do you think it's also a mistake for them not to go on shows and be interviewed by people who may not see everything the same way they do? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to move up, you want to, you better play the game. Yeah, I would think if I would think if I would think that if you if you want to get your name out there and you want to build your brand, your audience, whatever, if you get an invite, you better take the invite. You know, to turn it down because you guys have a difference of opinion or your show is five downloads less than this show. That I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a short sighted way of looking at it. I think everything is positive. If you if you go in, you make you make it look good for you. People will remember you, and then you'll be on the next one. The next one, eventually, you'll get on stuff that that matters, I guess, a little bit more to what you believe in. But I think it's best to put your ass out there than to sit there and stay home and go, "No, I don't want this podcast," or "I don't want this podcast because you know this guy's only got an audience of two, and this guy's got an audience of ten. I'll just take the 10 over the two, but the two, my guy, that guy might have something. You just don't know, you, you know, get out there. Cause I have an, my, my audience, uh, last time I looked at it was, I think 20 down, uh, subscriber wise, 20 guys, I think last time I looked, but I have more downloads than subscribers. So somebody's listening. So if, and I find that not everybody always subscribes. That you know, well, yeah. Like, not everybody hits the button to get the notification. And and with many of many of the apps we have, Spotify, Apple, whatever, it's gonna it's gonna try to predict your listening habits anyway. So whether you subscribe or not, let's say they listen to Stretch Goose, and they don't subscribe, but then they go through your catalog and they listen to another episode. So let's say they listen to two or three and they're not subscribers. The next time they go onto that app, 
Apple's going to go, hey, you've been listening to this. Here's a featured episode or here's what's new. So they're going to get that feed anyway without them actually hitting the subscribe button. Yeah. So so the numbers are, again, like kind of like when we started with the show with numbers are skewed. That's one example of skewed numbers, right? Um, now, we're going back to the guests, though. I think it's also the host response. I'm sure you may feel the same way um, because you're not a vindictive, evil type of person. But the host should, it's also the host's responsibility to do a little research on the guest, right? And also not be a dick, as in going out of your way to make this person look bad. Right. Uh, you, you should have a respectful conversation. And I have you found that to be an issue with many new podcasters or the podcasters who are wondering why they're not growing? I, I've, I've heard some where it seems like their whole shtick is literally trying to make the person on the other end look, look, look bad and look stupid. What do you say to that? If I'm having a guest on, I want to, I would, I would do about a week on it. You know, I would try to learn as much as I can and ask questions based around that. So that way I, I look a little smarter, you know, not to go in there blind and have just a, a free for all because, because you, you're basically offending the, uh, the guest because it's like, oh, well, I'm promoting, let's say I'm promoting a book, but you didn't read my book. I mean, that's kind of a, Very that's true. a dick move. Wouldn't you read the book? So we can go through some of these chapters or some shit like that. You know, doing your homework is key. Do, you know, you want to, you want to know everything. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, you can do some deep cut background stuff too. If you find it and trip them out, like, oh, you know that? I mean, that might, that might bring in, you know, a friendship, which then leads to other things on, you know, as a network anyway. To build on and also treating a guest properly leads to a um leads to a better overall product right a better podcast and if 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 others listen to you with the guest and it's a good positive experience more guests are going to be they'll be wanting they'll, to they'll, be a guest on your they'll show. be inclined to play with to play yeah if you if you do it right and then you get a reputation of being good they will come to you so what i'm hearing from your perspective in the podcast world, everything is don't be afraid to put the, the work in, stay consistent, and don't be a dick. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, me per, I mean, this, this last run that I've been on right now, I have been less inclined to do, to try to do guests or any type of deep stuff because more for me, it's a time issue, you know, but. When I did, you know, yeah, you, the stuff I said is kind of where it goes. You know, you try to try to be as consistent as possible. You try to learn, you know, as much about whoever's coming on, um, and ask questions that make sense. Don't just ask like, "What's your favorite color?" Because who gives a fuck, you know? So, what's your favorite color? That's a dick move. <laughs> um, uh, well, <laughs> blue, I guess. Fuck, I don't know. Um, just you know. Boy, that's a derail. Okay. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk about let's talk about numbers. Look, you're 30 away from 3,000, and I think everybody that listens to my show, your show, and whatever other shows that our listeners listen to need to put the word out, and let's help you get to 3,000. I mean, it's only 30 away. That's not a lot. I mean, that could be like a weekend's worth of people's listening or 
even like a one or two days of people listening on their way to work, you know, or, or in between their lunch breaks. So I'd like to see you to get to 3000 and, you know, it's been a long time coming because you've, you've had to retune your show more than once. So it's not, it, it's not like, I mean, you're probably way over 3000 at this point, to be honest, but it just hasn't been recorded well, on if, this particular if it, show, I mean, right? On, on Stretch Goose podcast, correct? Yeah. I mean, if I had to, all these fits and starts, I mean, if I add it all up, I'm probably conservatively approaching 5000 that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I feel that's probably about where you're at at the moment. But again, it's I mean, if we're talking statistical stuff, I, a lot of that shit I don't even buy to begin with. Yeah, I wanted to dive into that with you because I know you have a lot of opinions about it, and uh, you said something very. I've always said this, and I think you you said it earlier, right now, today on this show, something about treating the podcast like a business, right? A lot of people wonder, why am I not growing? Why, why is my audience not getting bigger? And a lot of people have the idea of, I want to make this my job and I, and I want to monetize this and make an income. What do you have to say to people who don't understand that if you want to make an income on something, you have to actually treat it like a business? You just answered your own goddamn question. <laughs> I mean... Maybe, but you know, you have, you have insight on this being, I mean, you started in 2016, so I'm sure along the way you have, you could definitely expand on this, right? I mean, I'm I'm trying to be very general. I want to open the floor to you on this because you've been doing this a long time and uh, you've taken, from what I've seen, you've taken the opposite approach of many other people. You're trying to do the organic, slow growth, consistent, because you're trying to put out quality over quantity. You're not trying to rush things. And a lot of people try to rush things. And they burn out and they don't understand that you have to treat this like a business as in you have to put the time, you know, you said it earlier, you have to make sure your quality of product is good. And that's not just the content. I mean, the content's extremely important because if you don't have anything valid to say, or you don't have anything anyone wants to listen to, they're not going to listen to you. But also when it comes to the quality of the production, I think a lot of people fall short on that. But I just want to give you the opportunity to understand on the business aspect, everything from think from what your thoughts are on monetization, advertising, uh, production, you know, microphones, all that crap. What do you think? What, what do you have to say to someone getting into it? It doesn't cost that fucking much. Don't listen to, to all the hype about this. It really doesn't. I was doing it with a USB mic stuck to a $300 computer. And I, and I even gone through the app on the phone for the first year. And the the quality, sound wise, you know, a little below average, but it was clear, it was loud, you can hear it. I mean, and that was less than one hundred and fifty bucks total. But you know, when you're you know you're playing, you know, paying the the hosting fee, the USB mic, you know, you can get them back then, eighty bucks, whatever. But you can get them now for maybe twenty five dollars, you know. So as far as how much does it cost, is is it's all horseshit when you all these guys that are on social media or on YouTube talking about the cost of this stuff. Ninety percent of what you hear is bullshit. You know, you don't need a boom arm. You don't need a fucking super duper mixer. You know, a little small, you know, single channel. If it's just you, just plug one mic in if you want to get a mixer. If not, it's straight into the fucking computer. And it's it's really cheap to start. Now, if you want to start getting crazy with it, you know, 
if you have the you know the means to or if just for the fuck of it yeah you can go with the arms and the bigger mics and stuff and sound a little bit better or excellent and depending on what tier but as far as cost that's all horseshit so cost of entry isn't high no it's not and unless you're me i'll just blow money on it yeah well <laughs> i don't that's care cause, that's because you you know million dollar get uh, host over here yeah right <laughs> no but um yeah i agree it's not that expensive it's really and, not. and even a good quality mic these days doesn't cost that much Mm-mm. and uh i i think i think that to start it really like you said it what do you want to achieve if you just want your voice on there plug um, your ass into the cell phone yeah, and even if you get a cheap little mixer, most of them have USB on them, and they'll mix everything down to a two-track, right? Mm-hmm. So you just got to like pretty much live mix your show on the mixer. You can go to Audacity for free, and you're, you got to record that's, that's too. The software is free. 90% of the software out there is open source and free, so there's no, True. there's no fucking reason to go spend two dollars $300 on engineering software. Well, no, there isn't. Um, I mean, you got to be... I don't know. I, I can't speak. I, I have a different perspective yeah, based on you, just you, my personality. That's what well, you're I, asking but, about cost and start. So that's kind of, I mean, no, you're correct. I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. So at what point do you think? So the only, well, let me back up. It seems like the only real consistent cost is your hosting, correct? Yeah. You have to pay someone. For- there are, there are some free, free hosting programs, but are they not also limited by hours or how many you can put out? Well, there are, there are some that do it for free. Uh, but they don't provide the the analyt the deep dive analytics type stuff, or they don't do video. I don't know if you're into video, but um, there's stuff like that. They take away and entice you to buy the full thing. Um, so like Podbean is 14 bucks a feed, and it provides about as again the fucking analytics side is like. You, as best as it can be, I guess. I don't know how... It's not as... In my opinion, it's not the deepest thing ever, but it provides some, you know, so you can see, like, certain country downloads, things like that, but, you know, there's... There are, you know, Spotify pulled an anchor into their thing. That's free. RSS.com has a free, you know, uh, entry-level one, but, like I said, it's, like, so many hours per, you know, month or some shit. So, I mean, there's there's free, and then there's... It depends on how high up you want to go, I guess. So it doesn't cost much to get into. It sounds, in the beginning, the most valuable thing is your time. Yeah. You got, you got, to, put, you got to put the work in. At what point do you think it's... Like, at what point can you st- sit back and, and decide, now it's time to put more money <coughs> into this? Um... No, no, when it's time to spend, oh, it's uh, I, I, you know, I. Well, for me, for me, it was time to spend when I started to get the attention. Because now it's like, okay, when I noticed the upticks, and it's like, well, people are listening. I do have a confirmed subscriber here and there, so people are they want to hear what I got to say. So I guess I should probably make this a little bit better than sounding like a garbage can. So, so when, when that happened, what did you, what did you find was the first priority for you in terms of, um, stepping things up space? Cause I was doing it in my office and then, so, so was it important to have not just like, like you mean your own space, like a dedicated space? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was doing it in the office and then 
you know, and then when I needed to do more of it, there wasn't the time because people live there too. So then it was, I'm going to build a 60 square foot studio in the backyard, which I did. And then that game, you know, when they go to sleep, I go out there at night and I knock it out. And then once you get into that and you start insulating it, it turns into a studio. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to say, but it's like you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, this looks stupid if it's a well-built building. And I got like this weird-ass mic on a, on a stand with like a laptop. So I better make it look like a studio. I don't know. In my head, I just kind of had that. That's just a preference thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so so, so part, part, part of stepping up the quality is... You know, a lot of people overlook a dedicated space. I, you're so right. Like not having the the dedicated space where you feel it's your own and you can let loose in. That's extremely important. And not just to have in the space, but the vibe of the space, right? That helps that helps motivate you yeah. and how you feel and how you want to approach things. You want to dress it. You want to dress that space up to reflect you at whoever you may be. You know, for me, I'm a toy collector, so it's stuff with toys and art things and. You know, it's it's a peaceful place to walk in. Well, crawl into. It's a small, but you know. So what about what about stepping up production quality? When do you think it's time for someone to start spending money on that? Well, production. And hold on, before you answer, I'm going to bring this up because uh oh, there there are podcasters, and we'll get to the numbers thing. So I'm going to say alleged numbers that have allegedly large numbers and amount of followers that have horrible, I mean, horrible audio quality and are still getting away with it. What's your thoughts on, on that? That they suck at their job. <laughs> no, <laughs> aside from that, like what's, what's your thoughts on actually putting time into your audio quality? Those are guys faking it and making it. I mean, I, <laughs> no, you, you, once you get to a certain level, you can't do it all by yourself, so you're going to have to find people. You're going to have to, you know, cut the jobs up. And when I hear the same shows you hear, it doesn't seem like they are. It seems like you got one guy with his hand on on the mixer and he's talking into a mic kind of above the mixer, and then he then he disappears, which means he's leaning over to pull a cord or some shit. And then the other guy tries to talk over and it just sounds muffled. It sounds like like they're in a in a fucking bathroom somewhere. Right, you know, so once you get to a certain level, you gotta you gotta chop the jobs up. So you gotta find someone who's really good with the production stuff, or at least marginally okay, you know, to where you can hand them the audio file and you know that they're gonna put it together. You know, so that for me, I don't have that, but I'm also not in a giant space, so I'm not that far from anything. So when I re- when I do it, I'm doing all of it, but it's all feeding in at one take. So I'm able to move things because I'm I'm not that far away, you know. That's actually that's an important thing you said. It's uh, being able to understand when it's time to delegate jobs and responsibilities to to people who specialize, like the production person or whoever's handling the recording and editing side. Versus and then then allowing you just to be the host, just to write it and yak about it. Yeah, yeah. but. I gotta say, what about the equipment? There are control freaks out there that just won't give up. Give it up. True, but what about the equipment itself? Because there's only so long that I think you can go with using cheap microphones and you know cheap interfaces because quality in is quality out. I mean, literally. No, yeah, I mean, obviously. And, I, and I'm just saying this because it comes from my background, you know, as a live sound engineer. And I've recorded a couple of albums with bands, so I've been in the studios and I've had real equipment in front of me. 
And um, I do understand not everybody can afford, you know, a super high-end mic that costs four or $5,000. And honestly, if you're podcasting, I'm not necessarily saying there's a need for that type of microphone. It's a little, little bit much, you know, and you don't need to go there. But when do you go from, you know, the, the $80 USB mic to the five or maybe even $700 broad, broadcast mic? Uh, you can find deals though. I don't know if you want to go $500 broadcast, Mike. Okay. So you're saying you you don't, the equipment doesn't matter. No, it matters. It's, I mean, we're talking about overall price. I mean, I, I, I mean, I found my mics on a clearance rack for a hundred bucks and I think they're, I think they're pretty good, you know, for what they are. I mean, they're not what I'm talking into now, which are obviously, you know, five levels up, but. Well, no, no, I wasn't trying to say yeah, that. What, I mean, you're just telling me that my shit. I, well, I was just using an example of 80 to 500. I'm not saying someone has to spend 500. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is, look, there's a definite difference between a $20 USB mic and a $200 mic. Well, fuck, yeah. Right? Yeah. So when do you think it's time for someone to move in the direction of the $200 mic? Again, when, you, when your following is better. There's no reason to, to, to go in with a two $300 mic if no one's listening. Okay. You know, if, I mean, I'm. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's helpful to the kids out there, but that's just kind of how I view it. I mean, if you aren't, if no one's listening right away, and you're working on yourself and you're working on your product, there's no reason. To to me, to go dive in with a two three hundred dollar mic and talking to nobody. Well, you you're, might as you're well, right. You might as well get your your pra- You're getting your practice in the first. You know. I don't know. First run, whatever that may be, ten episodes. No, you're, you're, whatever. you're absolutely correct because even I started with a. Um, I got a deal on a. You know, I started with a condenser mic, and I knew you know when it comes to, when it comes to this, and this is basically just broadcasting, right? And a condenser mic is extremely sensitive, picks up all kinds of stuff. But I started with that just to test the waters. Mm-hmm. It was a good one, but I did get it on a deal. I got a really good deal. It was almost like a two for one. I don't know if they were clearing them out or what they were doing. I said, hell, I'll I'll, I'll try that, and. I did get a few shows in before I realized this isn't working. And a lot of that is because of me, like because of my background. But I, even I didn't say, Hey, I'm going to blow, you know, two grand on a mic because you're right. You don't need that. But I believe that you should be able to split the difference. If you can spend 80, but you know, you know, you can stretch to one fifty or two, try it. It's, it might be worth that investment. Now do your research first. Don't just throw money away. But get the best that you know you can afford because to me, once you make that purchase, you're pretty much done with it. And you may never need to upgrade. And once you get to, like you said, Joe Rogan's status, well, at that point, you're, it's a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, because anyway. the money doesn't matter. Right. And you can just go to town. So you sounds like your message is put out quality content and stay consistent. And then the steps to take to improve on let's say gear or anything else will come after your audience starts responding. Once you know that you're doing it right. Once you know that you have something that's working, then you can, in my opinion, you know, you can switch to your upgrades and start to sound a little bit better, add some more, you know, transitional stuff maybe, or, you know, just once you know that people, you have a following of sorts and people like it, then that's my opinion anyway. 
So it sounds like nobody has a reason to to be scared to get something started. No, because you don't know who's listening when you start. So who cares? Just keep going. You're right. And and for like your example of a podcast having only, only two listeners at the beginning, I mean, that one listener could be freaking Bill Gates. You never know who's out there. You never know who may be liking what that, you're talking that's, about. That's why we're talking about the guest thing. It's like, don't be too choosy because you don't know. You don't know who the fuck's on the other end. That's pretty pretty good point there, actually. I mean, unless unless you are a science fiction guy, then I guess it wouldn't make sense to go do a video game podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm being <laughs> kind of stick to what you know. You mean, yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is, if it's all science fiction, don't be too choosy with which show. Just be just jump on all of it. But if I mean. Oh, you mean, for example, I, if, I, sh- I should have said that in the beginning. It just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, well, so, I mean, so as a guest, if you're if you're into gaming, stick to gaming, <laughs> and but put yourself out there to be on all the gaming sh- uh, stuff. And at, and at the on the same side of that, or on the opposite side, I mean, the host should be good enough to do the research on the guest and do the best to help that guest shine. Yeah. Okay, so I I, I mean I got, it makes I got, makes a ton of sense to like me. Like I said, it just it just hit me right now, and I should have said it with with the that question. So now, now that we're, I mean that's all good advice. Now that we're we're just gonna stick on the business side a bit. You have a lot to say about numbers. I do, and I'm not even gonna tee this up because I think you already know what you want to say about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> why don't you talk about analytics and data? And I, I'll chime in here and there, but I'm sure that you already got this down so i don't have to tee you up for anything really what what let's start with that i'm just gonna let you go so how how do you how do you what do you say to people on how to accurately interpret analytics and data when it comes to their show and when you get there should they be discouraged by what they're seeing if it's not as high as they think it is they should never be discouraged by the numbers because none of those are numbers no matter what you're looking at is accurate because when you go to different when you go to different platforms they have different rules to count downloads they have different rules to count you know subscriptions and things so if you go to apple they they count a download as 6 no 30 seconds so some some guy could just go in listen for 30 seconds and it counts and and it's it's not it's not a guy listening to the whole show, so you don't really know if that person ever came back or if you like because it doesn't because Apple doesn't break it down by that guy listening again or being engaged again. So you you know the the, the numbers come in, but they're not a hundred percent, you know, as far as who's listening and who's not. And that's what Apple does. And I think and when you go to Podbean, Podbean is is the same kind of deal where it's like. 20-something seconds counts as a download. Okay, but then subscribe, you know, and then when you... So as I'm saying, these numbers are not... They're never going to be accurate. They're never going to be on point because if you're on a pod being the platform you're on, they don't get their updated downloads until 48 hours after whatever day you're looking at. So you, like one day I'll be looking and then it'll be, you know, three downloads... Then the next day, no downloads. Next day, no downloads. And then the third day, I'll get 60 downloads. So never, don't, don't be, you know, all upset about that when you look at it. 
And when, and the second thing is don't look at it every day or you drive yourself fucking insane. Um, yeah, it's not always accurately updated on time. No, either. and uh, it also has to do with the fact that Apple doesn't report to Spotify because they are two different businesses. Spotify doesn't report back to Podbean. Um, iHeartRadio has a system, but they they don't report every week. They report every month. So you may never know. You don't know the exact number of downloads. Um, that's that's one issue. The other issue that that I have with it is if you want to make changes to your podcast, well, back up. When you go to port podcasts over from one platform to the other, they they want um, they want you to uh, reroute it on a you know reroute the the RSS feed, and that's all well and good, but some places only take certain um fi- certain files so when i when i went in and i went to anchor they converted all my music all, all my files to mp4 and i had them at mp3 i think or something like that so when i when i went back to go to a different place and i was looking at going to rss.com they said oh you got to convert all your files to mp3 or we won't take it so then it becomes an email war with companies that don't give a shit about you because you're not Joe Rogan. And you end up in a battle. Right. So that's another problem, is none of these guys are willing to leave your shit alone. They automatically convert your files because they say it's the industry standard, but yet another company will, will be at a completely different format, and they say it's the industry standard. I, like I said, I just, they don't talk to each other. You know, and that's, that's an issue. And I wish that they would because they're all reporting downloads, shares, subscriptions into whatever system you're supposedly on. Then, I mean, I guess they all should play in this, you know, together, and they don't. It makes you wonder how, how you know that anybody's numbers are accurate. And when it comes to monetization and advertising, how do advertising advertisers even know that the numbers they're seeing are accurate on a show? They only advertisers only go off downloads. They don't go off of your subscriptions. They don't go off your fucking... Okay, my experience anyway. I know there's probably a guy out there that's going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. They, they go off of this. Is it my experience? They immediate, the first question out of their mouth is, how many downloads do you have? Right. So and then when you say X amount, then they go, okay, well, how, what's your... Uh, you know? Then they go and they say, okay, well, if you only... You got to be at this download tier in order to get this type of sponsorship or this type of thing. So, I mean, I think, I don't know how they, I personally don't think that they should be determining it that way because the downloads aren't accurately reported anyway. Um, Well, it's like the the podcast that says they have, you know, 10,000 downloads a day, okay? And we're talking about people who aren't, you know, we keep saying Joe Rogan, but it's because almost everybody knows who he is, but they're not Joe Rogan or even a Tucker Carlson, right? How is it that these certain people who honestly, if they're so big, most everyone hasn't heard of, but yet they're supposedly doing 10,000 downloads a day. That's another issue is you can pay for it. And that, and I think that dilute, that destroys the industry, the industry or the hobby or whatever you want to call it, because there's companies out there that you give them a couple of bucks, they will produce downloads on your system because they have a crew in the back that just downloads for the fuck of it. And if you want to do it for free, because this is how cheap, how cheap this uh, unpoliced it is, I can literally tell our mom to just turn on play for two hours 
and I'll get 130 episode download and it'll count. Right. There's so much fuckery going on, you know, and I don't think that's right. I think there should be a way to track the the um the IP addresses coming off of the thing. And it's like, okay, why is this IP address downloading 250 times tonight? There's got there's gotta be something going on here. They, they should be able to like track that and shut that off, but they don't. They say they do. No, but they don't. They don't. Because I actually had emailed Podbean directly and asked them about their analytics and wanted to know why there's jumps on certain um, shows that are suddenly featured and they have no followers. How does that work? I wondered that too. And they said, oh, our system is, you know, as up to date or what the industry standard. And then they said, well, if you want to be featured, you have to pay to be featured. So it becomes part of advertising budget, basically. Did they take that away? Because I was I was going through the uh, I was going through the admin side of it, and I don't see that as as something you could pay for anymore, as in trying to be featured. The last time I looked at it, it was on there. I haven't looked in I want to say six months. I, I'm not going to pay to be featured. And no, I mean you shouldn't. You've been around long enough that it's like I don't have to. You know, and then I've also you know there's also like. Uh, some of the some of the sponsorships i agree with advertising but paying to move yourself up the rank i i don't believe in that you know, those same companies you pay for review you know download yeah. you can pay for reviews and they'll type it up on apple and this this will this will kind of go to um i want to say it earlier but this is leading right into and this is the very thing that the celebrities do See, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Des- which <laughs> destroys the in- the d- destroys the entire thing. I was just going to ask about that because, because it's, it's not even just A-list celebrity. I'm talking about like a C-lister. They've got some following, but all of a sudden they decide they're going to be a podcaster and overnight they're in the top 10 list. Yeah, well, the, dude, there's this, there's this one uh, Vanderpump rules for all. You know, the, this fucking girl, she left this show. She comes out and she's like, I have a podcast because I want to tell my truth on why I left because... I need episodes of that. And within the second episode, you look down and she's already got a hundred thousand downloads and she's got, you know, 300 reviews in, in less than a month, you know, three weeks. And you're like, how the fuck is that even there's, I mean, I guess maybe people are just really want to hear you talk about why you left. I mean, there is something to be said about being a celebrity and you know, that's going to attract attention, but I think, but it, but in in less than well, I get I, I don't know I it, I'm very finicky on this. It's it's possible, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who, you know, like I said, a, a C lister or um, even a comedian that they don't have a lot of following, but all of a sudden overnight they're you know top ten, top one hundred, even top two hundred. I mean, that that is that is strange. It's really strange. To just suddenly start and be at that rank, so are you? Are you saying that these people are just paying for that? Yep, it's all fake. Yep, and that does dilute the uh, the medium of podcast because now you're suppressing a lot of really good content creators that have, you know, that are unfortunately not given a chance because now when you go onto Apple or whatever you use to listen to your podcasts, you're no longer in the conversation in terms of who they want to feature and say, Hey, check this out. It's similar to what you're listening to. Even if it is, I've also found, I don't know how you feel about this. Their content sucks. I was just, there's, there's a show called smartless and they're all definitely smartless. 
<laughs> Smart less. Yes, these three these three comedians. I forgot what. That's another thing, dude. They get they basically get a distribution deal out of the gate because they are a fucking a guy and an actor at some point. So they've already they go into like iHeart or whatever, and they're like, "Here's my show. We all know it may suck, but my name is fairly big in the acting world. So let's do a deal here, and you get a bump, I get a bump, and then you can cancel it if you think it's terrible." And Smartless is one of them. And I've, I've never heard of it, dude. You want to fucking you want to throw up in a garbage can? Listen to that shit. So there's got to be a lot of fuckery like here. Like nobody because... gives a fuck. I'm sorry, but no one gives a fuck about Jason Bateman outside of his fucking movies. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna and say somehow that... somehow he's get he's collecting cash from a podcast that is terrible. Right. So what you said earlier about good quality content. And that's how you build your audience, your show. And yet there there's, I, I am not trying to compare myself because I'm not, I look, I have like what, 10, 11, less than 20 episodes. I just started. You have way more, but I will listen to some and I critique my own show a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I can tr- critique myself and I'm one of those people that'll listen to another podcast and go, damn, that guy's good. What should I do to improve on? You know, it could be their approach, their their attention to detail, how they research, anything like that. But then I hear some others, they might be in my same category. And I'm like, how the fuck is this guy so popular? And it's not just me trying to be a jealous asshole. Believe me, it's not. It's like, literally, how is this person so popular? There's, there's, there's no substance. There's no, like, there's nothing behind it. And I find this a lot with the celebrity crossover the celebrity that crosses over into the podcast medium yeah so they're paying for this they're literally you know using their team yeah to promote them say so so they're pumping the numbers so they can get advertised let let me i'm gonna bring up another one she's out of the daily wire her fucking show is 100 percent reading comments that's it and she reacts to it i there will be a, a YouTube video, whatever, like the Cat Williams shit, let's say. And then she'll just read the comments and react to those comments. That's it. That's her show. And, in, and that's on the Daily Wire? Yes. And in less than a year, she's over a million subscribers. But she has the Daily Wire behind her. Yes. How do you, they are bankrolling that. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's working. I've listened to it. It is a big company behind her. That's probably part of the reason. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these, as we were saying earlier, talking about a lot of celebrities jumping into the game or a lot of companies pushing things. This is a great, this is another one of those great examples. She, her show, I fell asleep, you know, through an episode. I literally dozed off. Really? It is not something that's going to grab everybody's attention, I'm sure, because a lot of the younger kids might be into this shit. But this thing, to me, was a fucking train wreck. Like, I don't care. I can read the comments myself, and I can process it how I wish to process. So, for some, for, again, for some reason, this, this show is famous. Like I said, I can process and read the comments myself to whatever it is I'm watching. I don't really need... Personally, I don't really need, you know, fucking Brett Cooper to agree or disagree. It's kind of a stupid concept that the Daily Wire has jumped on, but they've put so much, you know, fucking money behind her and they shoved it up there 
to the you know by paying i i feel like they when they do this shit they pay for their everything to be a certain way you know through downloads and reviews and things just to get to get the thing out there that's kind of what i think goes on and that's just an that show is an example of of that to me and there are shows where you know that they're doing it you know like the the most recent shit that i saw was when uh the wondery network put out that uh thing where they're reading reviews it's another review show they're reading you know reviews and then they're talking shit about it and when they had it on launch day i personally wrote a negative review of the show and the show got completely deleted and rebooted and then my review is never is not even up there so i know that they're doing something with the with the behind the scenes to to keep these shows in a positive light even though they suck or the concept is ridiculous so you can't you can't get in the mindset of like you said earlier you're not competing with anybody because people people who start out in podcasts or even people that are are at our level you're not competing with these people because you just can't there they have too there's too many resources behind them whether they're good or bad there's too many resources behind them that you're not going to be able to catch up to not overnight anyway no, I mean, i'm not saying someone can't have a huge podcast and become famous and everything goes with it but it's not an overnight success story it also has to do with what your what your goal i guess is if your goal is to have millions of people listening to you you're going to be you're going to be beating your head against the wall because okay. there there are so many companies that are diving into the space and they all are getting fight uh financing they're all getting bankrolled by other corporations that want a piece and that's why you're seeing a lot of the more well-known voices if you will get bought up because if you know who that is you're going to go gravitate towards it automatically and then and then you're going to get an audience quicker than it is to build up joey on the you know joey at the bottom there right the, and that's disheartening to a degree i mean and i think that's what turns a lot of people yeah, off yeah we're saying go for it it doesn't take much you know just just go out and make it happen do it for you because that's all you can do um when the, the thing with podcasting in this medium i've seen is becoming too corporate mm-hmm. you know it used to be just a similar to like blogging it was very open free form um you you were able to to just be yourself and really get your art out there good or bad but it's still your artistic expression or you expressing yourself in a free medium and now it's becoming so so corporate that they're literally just suppressing all of the independent voices in a medium that was originally an independent medium mm-hmm and then, like we just your example with the bloggers, that was a space where you can, you know, you pay a little money, get your own website, and you start writing your news articles the way you want to, and what you think is good, and what you think brings out, you know, a better perspective on whatever the issue is. But then, what it what ended up happening is, the New York Times was losing on audience. So what do they do? They start buying up the bloggers because they have the resources to do it, and then you then you destroy that free space because now you're pulling away the talent or the competition. And that's how a lot of businesses get killed is they start buying up those businesses. Kind of like similar to, kind of similar to like, and let's go to video games for a second, like Xbox, the Microsoft company, billions of dollars in software. They want to get in the video game space. 
they can't they don't know how to do it because they suck at it so what do they do they turn around and buy up all these game studios for billions of dollars just to compete and now they're at a level where they're kind of at the same level as they're at a level of nintendo at this point but they ended up spending money to get there because they suck and they couldn't get it any other way so it really seems to to be able to if you want to be the competitor for example you got to really focus like you said earlier about quality content consistency but also when it comes to marketing maybe take the approach of owning your own backyard before you think you can own the world why why not start promoting your podcast to your peers to your friends to your family even if if you want to do that or other podcasters and and start to really build that community and then when you have a group of other podcasters that you're that you're familiar with or that you you know you have a com- camaraderie with cross promote that to me that'd be the only way to be able to stand out in this convoluted world of podcasting that well it has become convoluted anyway it seems that that would be the 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 pathway to success because you're not going to compete with you know as you said daily wire um or even fox that's gotten into the space yeah. it's it's just not going to happen you don't have the money and resources but what do you think about just owning your own backyard i mean that was always something that uh, in business i thought was valuable yeah you'd be number one in your city and then go from there right your goal will be number one in your city don't be number one in california be number one in fresno you know or your community yeah get you know if, if you if you really want to interview people and have that kind of a podcast go get your friend interview your friend for an hour interview your next friend interview your mom and and build and build it to something so you can con- and be number one in your city and get people in your city interested because you're doing it on a local level. Then you go, if you want to go national or whatever, then you go from there. But you're right. You should be focusing on what's in front of you and not what's at, like 3,000 miles over there, you know? And, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that. For example, if you have a uh, political commentary podcast where you interview politicians, I mean, you're not going to start day one and think you're going to interview Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom, but you could interview maybe uh, somebody. City you know, council. Some yeah, from the city council. The mayor. Why not? You, you know? know, or even one of the employees of a city, like the city manager, or, you know, if you're able to do that, or some somebody else, you know, with, with within local government, start there. And mm-hmm. then once the quality of your podcast and the quality of how you treat your guests comes together tightens up and gets out there then higher profile guests will eventually follow yeah once they once you the the main i guess the main point of this entire discussion is put the work and get your ass out there there's no other there's no other way to get better without you know without doing it there's no other there's just no other way there's no there's no quick fix you know there just isn't so if you're in this just for a quick buck, you might as well stop now. And and well, <laughs> if you're in this to make money, don't expect Manscape to give you a big ass deal. It can happen. You it know? can come, but it's it's you know you you got to be realistic about your expectations. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you don't expect them to hand you a mil, you know ten million dollar deal. You know, out of the gate, you can, you know whatever you're offered, you take, even if it's sponsorship from joey's car wash in town at least you have something something to attach to that'll build into something of course my my 
philosophy. It depends on your goals. Again, like my personal goal is just to sit in front of the mic, vent my frustrations, and feel better. So I don't have an advertising budget allocation because I'm not, I'm not looking to do that, you know. But I, I found that even organically, it grows. So there's a give and take, I guess, if any of that just made sense. Anything else <laughs> that we haven't talked about you kind of want to bring up? Um, if you're interviewing, ask questions that fucking matter as well. You know, and it's this point. That's one advice I would give. Like, like I was watching, um, like when you watch the Cat Williams thing, he goes to multiple places to get interviewed. And they, and I know you do your research and you get your background, but don't ask the same five questions. The last guy just asked. Because then it just sounds stale and it sounds very uninteresting because he's already answered those questions. So if you're following Cat Williams and he answers all that stuff on Shannon Sharp, don't ask him the same shit on whatever show he goes on. You know, it just doesn't... You, to me, it turns people off. So, you know, and if you're going to get into an interview, challenge the guy a little bit. You know, it's like, well, this guy said, you know, this is what happened. Yeah, but this guy said this. What's your thoughts? You know, push him a little too. You get you get kind of a. It's a better conversation, in my opinion. Right. Don't be you afraid know. to try to break their walls down. Right. Yeah. Because find out what's under the hood. If it you can in tell a re, if in a respectful an, way, obviously you don't go and say, you know, X Y Z. I mean, you you kind of do it in a in a calm and you know professional way. But that's just my thing as far as that goes. Um, another issue that that I think is is in, is important is um I know people talk about editing like it's a big thing, you know, cuz you know take out the burps, the farts, whatever. But I I would rather listen to an authentic conversation than the most robotic overproduced thing ever. It's a turn off for me personally. I'd rather hear you guys have a conversation, you blow a fart, you're laughing at it, then you're getting back into the topic and then this guy you know, says, oh, I got to do this or that. Oh, you know, and then he, you know, opens a bottle and you hear the pop and it's like, oh, it's like I'm in that room with you. But if I'm sitting there listening to you and I can hear like a jump in the, in the, in the audio, okay, you just sliced out some minutes. Okay. What, what was wrong? Huh, you start, so do you think it's getting to, to the point where it's becoming too polished? Like people are trying to, to, to be too over, professional? Over polished. Yeah. Cause I, you got something there because it, it for I'll use Bill Burr, um not Bill Burr, Bill Maher as an example. His podcast really seems nothing more than like another TV show, the way it's put together. Yeah, and it's it's very. I think it's sad because it's like it's if this is if this is a space of you know for everybody, then why are you doing it in a way that turns off a lot of people like that. I would think that you would want to be like, okay, well, this is not my regular TV show. I'm the celebrity. Let's just have an hour. Whatever is there is there. And it's not what they do. It's like, oh, we'll edit that or we'll cut that. It's like, why? I mean, it just, it just to me, it just makes, it just doesn't seem real. Po yeah, podcasting was originally a raw form. Um, and I think and, it should stay that way. Yeah, and that was the appeal. You feel like you were part of the conversation or in the same room, like you said, you know, literally. Yeah. Now, I'll edit but I'll edit obvious mistakes, you know, I mean, talking obvious audio, whatever mistakes, but I'm not 
messing with the content of the conversation. I mean, I cut dead spots. I don't cut the audio. Yeah, exactly. So. Or if, you know, I, I, I got a thing, like if I accidentally hit my mic or some loud noise, I'll, I'll cut that out because that's just not comfortable for someone to hear in their headphones or whatnot. No, no yeah, but I mean, we're t- I'm talking like... But I'm not altering the conversation. And I think, I think a lot of people do try to alter it to where you, you, there's context missing. And yep. it, it's like you said, it, it doesn't sound genuine. No, and then they have the and then the music they choose. It just seems like it's not. I don't know. Like I, I just have a whole thing on editing. I just don't think it should be something you do. Like you're not making a music album, so you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be super perfect. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles and stuff. I mean, obviously, make it as clear as you can. Make the levels about the same, but don't don't sit there and start chopping six, seven, eight, nine minutes of audio. It could be good audio to somebody. You don't know, you know, and that's just kind of my thing with editing, you know, and, and I've experienced this. I don't know if you have yet, but there are some genuine assholes out there that are in this space. There are assholes everywhere. I know we talked about it in the beginning, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to emphasize it because there are genuine assholes in the space and I've found a lot of them on Twitter. Um, they all have suggestions. And their own and their own shit sucks, and that really irritates me. They all tell you how you're supposed to sound, how you're supposed to use your stuff, uh, what content, how to t- you know. And then when you listen to their shit, you're like, you're no better than me, or you're less than me in terms of what's going on. So why are you even trying to offer advice? Or they want you to pay them for the advice. Um, I, well, everybody thinks they're an authority. Everybody right? thinks, yeah, and it just it drives me it just it drives me nuts, and it just pisses me off because it's like. 90, 90 to 95% of us are not famous on this in this space. We all have our own little world. You know, if you want to be in that subject matter and cross-promote, cool. But don't sit here and, and try to think you're better than me or five levels ahead of me or whatever the fuck it is because, I mean, we're all, we're all level in my opinion. I mean, it just they're just dicks out there. And, you know, there's a lot of tricky fucks out there with like, oh, listen to me, and then I'll rate you, and then you rate me back, or whatever, and then they never respond or never do anything. you know. And then suddenly there's a bunch of graphic designers out there, too, that think they can make logos. Like Everybody just seems to want a piece of this pie, and I think it, it's just it's sad and it's discouraging. And I just wish a lot of that would change. Like, just, yeah. Actual real support versus, you know... Uh building your it should be more supportive rather than hey look at me i'm better than you and i'm the one who has the answers to it all yeah and uh, a lot of these guys too there's some guys that are like i want to let's get a you know like a debate going i've had a conversation like that on and in in with uh with one of these fucking guys and it's like i that's one of the reasons why i don't do full i don't want to do full-scale debates because it's kind of like okay what are we going to do you're going to insult me you're going to tell me how you're better, and then then what? I'm going to tell you I'm better? I mean, we're, we're not going to talk about anything. You're just going to... And then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I want. And it's like, well, then what are you talking about? And they just kind of... Then they stop responding because they know that you're kind of onto their shit because they just want to pump their fucking page. Yeah, it goes fucking... back to what we brought up earlier about hosts who <clears throat> just you know, want, want to be on the other side, just down on the other individual to make themselves look better. Yeah, it's just saying, yeah. it's like, 
the art, you know, there's an art to, to debating that has gone away. I don't, I don't do debates on my, on my show. And I know you don't either because people don't know how to debate anymore. They think it's just about slinging insults because they, they see that's what politicians these days do. Um, but that's not how you debate. That's not how you're not, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to try to go back and forth and intelligently get your point across to the other person until one can concede to the other and say, okay, you got me. I don't know what else to say. You make, you make a valid point. You win. Or you're right, but I still disagree. Let's go. On well, there's next. that yeah. too. And there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing whatsoever. No. It's, it's, these I, are, I mean, these are like mine. These are, I guess you can call them minor quips. Cause I mean, you don't run into it all the time, but I, I have had a few of them. Well, it's, 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 it is a, um, you're right. There, there is a, there is a certain level of toxicity in this world, for, in the podcast world. I mean, oh, and an, oh, another thing, video. What's that? Not necessary. I was, I was gonna get to that. No, actually, I mean, I don't need to see two dicks talking to a microphone. All right, so let's let's wrap this part of this <laughs> up because you are gonna run into assholes, and you're correct. There's a lot of toxicity in this, and you know, I'm not gonna make this about me because it's about you. But I'm just gonna throw this out because, like you said, there's a lot of guys who say, oh, you should use this and do that. With my technical background and my business background and acumen, I can call these guys out pretty quickly. And um, I have ran across it a few times already. But I, if I had to give advice, it's not about me. It's, it's, you know, you're the guest, but I just want to throw something out there maybe. Um, okay. Ignore it. Just move on. Don't engage these people. No, I, like I said, I've had a few interactions. I've read. I read a lot because I get you know, the old inbox bullshit, but that's just kind of one, a couple of the things I just had in my head. Hmm. You know, I haven't responded to a single graphic designer in a year. You know, how much better is your logo going to be than mine? <laughs> you know, it's like... Or how about those... Uh, and for $25? How about those professional podcasting people? The, the coaches I mean, I mean, are podcast, hilarious. Podcast those, promoting people. What do you think about those people? Oh, they're full of shit. They're paying for it. <laughs> There's no way you can get me a hundred thousand downloads on Apple in in a week, right? I don't buy it, you know. But they said, "Oh yeah," and a lot of them are from the the Middle East area too. So I know those are the same guys that scam phone calls. So I don't fucking. I noticed that. You're yeah, right. I don't. I don't listen to any of that nonsense. That to me, that those, <laughs> I, no. All right, so let's let's uh, leave the toxic assholes behind us and don't engage them. <laughs> yes, but they will catch a few of you. Wow. Because that's, that, you know, some people fall for it. <laughs> well, that's all I got on that one. That's all you got on that one? Yeah, there's no other, there's nothing else to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. You were about to say something earlier. I, I, um, you had something on the tip of your tongue. Uh-oh. Don't rewind the tape. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not about that. Yes, I won't. Re- I don't think. I think I it had something to do with. Uh, you were going back to numbers or something just a little bit earlier, uh, and uh, we kind of got cut off. Um, was that something you or or did you get your point across already on that? Well, I think I did. I think I nailed it. You know, there are there are entities that you can pay to get it done. There are. Just there's things you shouldn't worry about in that area. I mean, I think I've nailed it. You know, there's, you know, they don't report, you know, 
information to each other accurately. They're all at different times. They yeah. also they also don't trust you know the IP addresses can never be a hundred percent identified. Well, let's let's um let's talk. I want to go back to what you said about uh, podcasts are overly polished. Do you, do you, do you do you think that applies to everything as term in terms of rawness? Because what if you're trying to get into like the news space where traditionally a newscast or a news opinion type person has to be kind of be polished. Uh, do you, do you think being raw no. applies to all, all um, categories? I, I, well, if you're doing a, I'm just talking about the actual conversations of things, but if you're doing like a, Oh, I see. So if you're, you're doing you're like talking a, about don't mess with the actual content of the conversation. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you're doing a, a true crime thing and you got to get all your, you know, all the information correct and you fuck up a couple times. Yeah. You want to cut it, record it, do it again. But if you're just having a guess, you're having a conversation like this, there's no reason to cut the audio. Got it. You know, there's no reason to like bring in an extra effect or whatever. We're just, you know, there's, inf- you're, you're just having a conversation. Okay. So, so you're not talking um, about rawness in terms of the, the editing of leaving every mistake blurb, whatever. And you're talking about rawness of, you know, leave the content of the conversation as is, as it was meant to be. Like if we're talking, and you say something accidentally at a turn, and you got to correct yourself. Leave it in. Yeah, because a lot of those guys will cut that because it's it, it. They they don't like that. But right. I have, just leave it. What I mean, I want to feel like I'm in the room with you, having this conversation. Right, and, and if you're correcting yourself as you're going along anyway, you know, kinda, on the recording, you're saying, "Oh, I well, I didn't mean it that way." You're right. I I meant this. Then what was the point of the edit? You know, then leave it in anyway. Right. Exactly. That that's that was that's what I'm saying about content. Got it. Uh, you know, on the audio, like I said, if you're doing a true crime documentary type deal, you want to keep it in, you know, cut it and do what you got to do because it's got to be, you know, on point. If you're a news guy, I guess I should have just said it by category. But I mean, if you're oh, a no, news, we don't do all categories, but but I'm just saying, you no, know I'm saying like I should have said, I should have clarified this by category. If you're doing a different, depends on your depends on your category. So if you are in news, you want to make sure the information's accurate. But if you're in a debate with someone on a political or a news level, I wouldn't cut the audio. Some yeah. guys do cut the audio. So like when you when you hear the the audio of um uh Ted Cruz, I know he cuts the audio. Oh yeah, he does. He 100% cuts the audio cuz there's a lot of pauses and a lot of static. So I but but we're but that's a news-based conversational type thing. If you're talking to a politician, and you're talking about the Hunter Biden thing, for example. Why are you cutting the audio? Just fucking let it go. Well, let those guys let the talk happen. That's it, funny it, because when it comes to those topics, I know that um, <laughs> when you and I have ever ever gone down that road, as, you know, whenever I'm on your show or, or when you come here, we we just let it fly. Yeah, and I mean, you don't have to like. That's another thing too. I think there's also over preparing can get you stuck. Because then you have like a uh. you have like a hundred notes in front of you. And you got to hit them all, or you got to go through them all. There are some guys that have it on a tablet and they scroll through it or whatever. I just for me, I just have name like topic, 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 but I have no notes under it. That's it. You know, that was the next thing I was going to actually just, ask you was about preparing. That's one thing we didn't talk about. <laughs> like, how deep should you go? Should it just be an outline? Or I mean, some people think they got to write it out like a script, and they kind of stick to that yeah there are show mappers out there they will literally topic what it is topic what it is topic what it is they write down whatever it is they're going to say and they repeat what's on the paper which 
again, sounds like I'm, I'm fucking hearing a, a, a robotic show, but I think it's more, a more natural thing is what I do to me anyway, is I would just put the topic there and I might have an article, but it's, you know, it's like a reference to the article and then I, I'll have it pulled up and I kind of read the bullet points before I start and then I press play and then I'm talking about what's there. Sometimes I will read the article you know, verbatim, because I didn't, you know, pull all the information onto something separate. I just went, you know, with some of it, and then I decided to add the information that the other guy already did. But you try to, you know, also give credit to who wrote it. You know, there's things I do that way. And then sometimes, like I do with my son on that podcast, is we just turn it on and go. If we saw the movie, you tell me what you think, I'll tell you what you think. There's no show notes, no map, no nothing. We just fucking go for an hour. And those those things are pretty uh, as fun as pot. You know, they're pretty fun. Obviously, you sat in on one of them. It's just fucking all over the goddamn place. Right. And there's no, there's there's just no. But those are those are fun because it's just free form. It's like yeah, just... whatever comes out. And I, I, agree, I agree with you on the prep thing. You can overprepare to where you can make your show stale. And you make mistakes because you're too busy staring at shit. Yeah, you're too busy trying to be exactly what in your mind it needs to be. Um, when it comes to prep, so it was a good point you made because if you're talking about topics and you want to reference things, you want to research that ahead of time. You want to have them prepped, ready to go, and ready to play, and you know when to play them. But your 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 commentary, I mean, I personally don't mind taking notes on something and saying, okay, this is how I think of something, or... If I want to do a show, I'll take I'll take notes in terms of the topics I want to go over. And I might do prep on that. Yeah. But I don't I don't do a full on script because I I personally believe in free form and and leaving room for for you <coughs> to kind of ad lib and just just talk off the top of your mind. But if I want to make a point about facts and data, I'll have that up already on the screen so I can either reference it or if it's a clip I can play it. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like that's the way you do it. So you, your advice really, and what you're saying is prepare, but don't over-prepare. Don't be afraid to kind of ad lib and, and, and just, you know, shoot from the hip, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I used to do that where I would have like 20, 30 pages written down Yeah. of the three or four topics. The total would be like that 20, 30 pages. And then I found myself flipping through it and reading them directly like a novel. I'm looking down. And I hear the playback and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Because it doesn't sound like it's coming from me. It sounds like I'm reading. It sounds like I'm, I'm, you know, pretending to be something. Well, in, speaking of writing, uh, how important are transcripts to you? Because that's something that's been coming up a lot lately. If you Everybody re- needs to attach a transcript to their, to their show. I don't attach it. If I don't. You, I don't either. I just want. What do you think, though? Like, you think I, it's needed? I. I. The, the transcript thing is is there. It's an option that a lot of platforms have, and I think it's there just more of a cover your butt type thing. How do you mean? Well, I mean that because if you say something, and let's say the audio is gone, okay, they, they have it written down somewhere so they can say, "Oh yeah, well this happened on the show. Well, it's actually what he said is in the transcribe of the notes or whatever." Okay. Um, that's what I think it is. I mean, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but that's what I think it's there for. It's also for the legal side of things because a lot of it's coming from companies with lawyers, so trans, you know, transcriptions and notes. So if somebody sues me 
and then I say, oh, well, you know, it's this is the platform I'm using, blah, blah, blah. Then they go to the platform, they go, well, this is what was said. Kind of something for them, too, I guess. I'm talking off the top of my ass, because I really am not a, I really don't know. Well, no, I asked your opinion. I mean, that those are all valid. No, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not 100% sure the actual purpose of it, unless. It's all valid opinions. I, I just uh, been coming across it myself, and I, I, you know, I'm part of a few communities online and whatnot as well, and everyone's always talking about attaching transcripts and how it helps your SEO or for, you know, the web to be able to find your podcast, you know, via certain words and keywords and all of that. Um, I don't uh, have time I, for transcripting. I don't, I, I don't know if you I'm do. Sh- I'm sure that probably is true. Yeah. Like it's more for Googling searchy type things too. Right. But I, if you, if you know the show exists and you like it and you know the title, well, you don't need the fucking transcript in terms of searching for me. What about, all right, let's just let that die where it is <laughs> because I'm on the same page with you, but you know, this, this is about people hearing your opinion and, and your kind of your journey in the podcasting world. But I'm going to go ahead and ask you, I know how I feel, Uh-oh. but video, does it belong? No. So I don't need to watch Joe Rogan in your opinion what, <laughs> for what, three hours on the, on the video. Why? I wonder why, why is it that everybody's starting to gravitate towards video? I mean, to me, you've always had YouTube for that. That's kind of what that is. You also have rumble, right? But that's where those videos are getting posted. Yeah. But now you also see them like Spotify. You can have a video podcast, correct? Mm-hmm. You can, you can go to Spotify, play your podcast. And a lot of them have a video option. Yeah. Like I say, you don't need it. You don't fucking need video. It's the stupid. The true form of podcasting is audio. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's really an evolution. It, it's like revisiting the old radio show, right? Well, it's like, I, yeah, it's like, but, but it's, this is what I said when you asked anything With else. less restriction, yeah. because we don't have too many rules in terms of, I can say fuck, fart, shit, whatever, right? Not right now. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a... Well, yeah. w- when when they start regulating it, then you know it's a dead medium. Yeah, that's, okay? when, you, that's when you turn everything off and you move on. The, the appeal has always been the rawness, the straightforwardness, and feeling like you're really part of a real conversation. I, I, I think it's all about the audio. Um, so in your opinion, don't concentrate on the video. Just build no. the audio side. No, because like I said, when you asked me about, you know, what else do you have in, you know, complaint-wise video i brought it up you don't need it because there's no first of all 90 percent of them are bad at it it's just a one shot straight on into your forehead and like a zoom call and you're hearing people just babble and it's like this is there's no entertainment value there you know i just don't i just don't understand it it's like if we were talking you have a camera staring directly in my face and staring into your face and it's a wider shot or the lens is wider then it looks like you're just in a giant spaceship it just loses the appeal because now your eyes are going into the back of the room. Like, what's back there? What has he got over there? And then you're not listening to what's being said. I think it's just, it's just a turnoff to me. So it's it's also, it also goes, I mean, for me, video to me isn't needed also because many people listen to podcasts when they're on the way to work, Yeah, during their work. work. So, you know, like if you're a construction worker and you're out there, doing whatever you got to do, banging a hammer away or whatever, you can have your earbuds on and listen to a podcast to get you through the day, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, many people do, let's say on their break, they'll throw a show on. Yeah. On their lunch break, they'll listen to stuff. So video doesn't always seem to come into play because if you're if you're truly working or driving, you can't be watching the video anyway. 
So it's almost like an extra step that people, uh, they, they over, over consume themselves with as in, oh man, I, I, I got to do the video because that's what people want. And for a lot of people beginning in podcasting, it's, it's something that they need to just abandon and just concentrate on the audios, you know? Um, with that being said, how do you approach podcasting in terms of the, the, the content that you consume? Like, do you primarily just, do you ever watch video podcasts or you just concentrate on the audio ones? I never watch a video never. podcast. No, I don't. It's like I said, it's, it's stupid. To me, it's stupid. I mean, I can just listen to them have their, you know, their conversation in the car. But another thing too, is there are also guys that are video only shows that put the audio on podcast platform. Do that, the opposite. They do the opposite, yeah. which which is stupid because you're playing a video or you're doing something and I don't know what you're doing. Good point. You know, I, I've noticed like, that. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to play, like they're making comments and laughing like, and they'll literally say, oh, well, if you're on the audio podcast, you can't see this, but if you go to this link, yeah, you, can, like, you can view it. Why the fuck would I do that? I'm listening. To, I mean... If I wanted to do that, I'd watch you, but I'm not. I'm over here in the car. So it's really almost like if you're going to do this, you should concentrate on two separate shows. One or, that's video and one that's audio. Or don't do the audio. Just leave it. Just just video? Yeah. It's like it's like when you again when another the big guy, Joe the Joe Rogan guy, he does three hours of, of video. Yeah. And he puts the audio version out. And you're listening to the audio and it's like he goes Oh, pull up that information, sir, and put it on the screen. And they started watching a video of whatever the fuck it is, and they're laughing their right. ass off. And I'm like, okay, that's 20 minutes. I'll never get back. Like, what the fuck is that? Why? Well, like, I already can't handle three hours of your bumbling nonsense anyway. So, uh, so it really is about know your medium, know your audience, and how your audience consumes your medium. If the audience consumes strictly video, then don't don't even put too much effort into the audio. The podcast side in my opinion because that doesn't make any sense because like i say you don't understand what's going on right and if you're submitting your shows to podcast aggregators then concentrating on the video side is just a waste of your time and then having things in the show that refers to video that that person obviously can't see yep is is is, is irrelevant and, and it really disconnects the the audience from your show yeah it's a it's a complete waste it's just it's, you're just wasting your time to me anyway i think if you you know and also you're focusing on two things focus on one thing get good at that then maybe do the other thing that's just kind of the way i see it you know all right so we're gonna we're going to wrap this up um in summary i mean there's a lot of good information here so in summary you gotta put the work in um and be con concentrate on quality versus quantity in the beginning, but be consistent about what your episodes are in terms of what you release. Correct. Mm -hmm. And if you're in that category, do what's in that category. Right. Yeah. And then you also said, stop trying to compete. Yeah. You just, well, you'll drive yourself mad doing it. Yeah. yeah. Just do your own thing. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take us out here and um, I'm going to say for everybody, Let's get him to 3,000 downloads. Please go listen to Stretch Goose Podcast. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Have a good day.
Tick-tock.